This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Hey, hey, listeners. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And today I have a special guest on. You guys know I love to introduce you to some of my favorite people. Some of them are colleagues, some of them are clients, some of them are both. And today I have Lori Ann with me. And we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, perfectionism, self trust. Uh, just taking off all the masks that stop us from getting into or getting, you know, the outcomes that we want in our lives. Because so often, I've said this many times, we're focusing on one problem when that's not actually the problem. The problem we think we have isn't the problem that we actually have. So we're going to talk a little bit about Lorianne's journey uh, in coaching with me and also a little bit about what she's doing in the world because I really wanted to share this. Um, Lorianne is a speaking coach. And I mean, how about I do this? Because I talked with another guest about how uncomfortable and squirmy we get when we have to introduce ourselves, me included. But since you do this for almost a living, well, you do do it for a living. Lorianne, how about you introduce yourself to everybody? Well, thank you so much, Lisa. And thank you for having me on here. So I am a reformed, painfully shy girl who accidentally became a professional speaker. And through that journey have, you know, like coached a number of people have spoken on so many different stages. And then one day I just got really tired of hopping on airplanes to get to work. And I literally said one day, universe, send me a different business model. And it came in the form of a text message, somebody saying, Lorian, do you write speeches for people? And it was the answer at the time was no, but because I knew her, I said, I'll help you fell in love with it and just decided, I wonder how many other women would want to know what I know when it comes to using speaking. How do you get booked? How do you craft a presentation? And then what do you do when you step off the stage? You mean other than lose your mind? I usually lose my mind before I even step on the stage. Well, that's part of that. That's I think that's just part of the pre-stuff. <laughs> I know. I think you're supposed to be, you know, I think I've learned that I'm supposed to be nervous, right? All emotions. Like if I was stepping on stage and I wasn't a little bit nervous to me, that would mean that I didn't really care at all. So I just look at the nerves as me, you know, just really caring that I want to deliver something really powerful. Although having said that, you know, it's been a very, very long time since I've stepped on a stage. However, speaking is a huge, huge part of my business. So I'd love for you to, to tell people Talk about speaking in terms of beyond what they may see as just being a speaker. And then let's dive a little bit into perfectionism yeah. because, you know, for anybody who's been listening to me for any amount of time knows that 
uh, perfect doesn't exist on this show. Half the time, I just turn on the mic and hope for the best that something of quality is going to fall out of my mouth. So let's talk about speaking. Well, first, I you brought up a good point. It's not just stages. And most of the time when people think of speaking, they think, oh, like, I don't like it's getting booked for a stage with an audience in front. But now it's it's so different. I mean, there's you can live stream. That can be your stage. You get to, what I keep telling people is you get to define, redefine what speaking is and redefine what your platform is. Whether it's right here, like what we're doing right now is with a podcast. I have a podcast. That's my platform also, but it can be Instagram stories. It can be, you can decide that I just want to be a virtual speaker. I don't want to actually hop on an airplane. I want to stay in my comfy slippers, but be able to address, you know, meetings and associations and conferences from the conference of my home. So what many people may not know about me is way back in the day, I used to hate being on video. I would do everything to avoid being on video, hated speaking. And uh, at one point in my career, I hired a visibility coach and I still remember, still remember. So it was a, a group program for vis- to get visible. And we were supposed to do a dance challenge, like turn on the music and then dance on camera. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is not happening. Right. Because I was still so pretty much still locked in my perfectionism. It was starting to fall away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I still remember after doing that, the, you know, having that kind of vulnerability hangover, but also feeling so free and, you know, that just everything kind of unfolded in its perfect time because, at the time, you know, Periscope had just taken off. Do you remember Periscope? Yes, I, I do. Periscope. I used it. I did I too. Periscope. So I had started speaking on Periscope and getting on video. Then, of course, you know, Facebook came in and it became Facebook Lives and Periscope died away, which never really got into the Facebook Lives. But it, it did. It was that catalyst that got me over the hump of getting on video and speaking and not worrying about trying to get it perfect or trying to get it right. And I mean, geez, if I was still trying to make things perfect in my business, nobody would know who I am. Right. Because nothing would get done. I, even after years of speaking on stages, I left my, I still have today, my first Facebook live. Because I want, I tell people like, go watch it. Like this was, you know, I was so what I call two-dimensional and flat. It was like, hi, I'm Laurieann. And today I'm going to talk about, (laughs) and I tell people like, go watch that. That's what my very first live was like. And I went from that to now you just see me like I'm more comfortable, but you know, like even if you're trained to speak, you still come, it's a, it's a new medium. Right. Cause we've even worked on that in your coaching is how you can just like just go live. Like, don't think about it. Don't premeditate, like just hit the live button, talk about what's on your heart and just go with it. So what has that changed for you? Letting go of some of your own perfectionist tendencies and where did that come from for you? First, I have no idea where it came from, probably from the world of speaking. Mm. I mean, I've been speaking for so long where it was like, you actually sent like VHS tapes, you know, instead of like, here, go watch my YouTube channel. And I spoke in the area of leadership, which, you know, I was wearing a suit on stages. Oh my God. 
And so that alone, like, is very, I think, constricting. And I and I must have deep down inside thought, I like, I'm wearing a suit, so I have to be a certain way. And I think I just fell into this. I got to be this perfect character so that people took me seriously. And the funny thing is, is like years years ago, I remember a guy who did like social media speaking, and he said to me, Lorianne, and for some of the listeners that are going to know who this is stop trying to be like Walter Cronkite. (laughs) He was like, you just have a great personality. Just be you. And I understood what he said, but I didn't get it. I didn't fully grasp it until you and I have been working together. And now it's like, I get what it means to have all of me on stage, all of me on my podcast. And I think that that's an important point because when somebody says, just be you, when I used to hear that, I was like, I am being me. But what I didn't understand was that I didn't actually know who I was. And I think you, in one of the groups that we're in together, I had posted like a picture or a video snippet, my YouTube clip of an old video that I'd done back in the day. And for anybody who's in my courses, if you ever get an opportunity, the videos of me, like I'm like a robot. I'm yes. like a freaking robot because like you, I thought I needed to be a certain way, but I wasn't, I was doing the best I could with who I believed I was at that time. I couldn't see the things that were getting in the way. I couldn't see how much I was still disconnected from myself, even though I had done a lot of work on myself. I think that's part of the power of, of coaching is you get those mirrors held up and you get to see like, oh, this isn't who I really am. And I think a lot of that comes from, even though you're, you're doing this self-work, we're still looking around at other people and like, look at how perfect they are. They speak so beautiful. Look at the outfit that they're wearing, you know, like, and I, and I think we adopt those as our own role models without actually pausing and saying, is that what I want? Yeah. And what is it costing? What is it costing you when you're comparing yourself with other people? Oh God. I mean, we could talk for hours about what it's cost, what it's costing me a lot in my situation, but just even like you could take it to the audience level. What's it costing the audience to not see you as your authentic self? Yeah. Because they're missing out on so much. Well, this is, you know, this is what I really help my clients step into is, and this is, you know, why my brand is called full frontal living, because it really is about trying to strip down everything that isn't you so that you can get to know who you really are and then show up in that way. Authentic is very much a, you know, coachy buzzword, but Mm -hmm. you know, for anybody who's been on my Instagram, I joke about this because I have the least polished Instagram profile on the planet. You know, it's me and my, out of the gym, sweaty hair, selfie in my car. And I've had people reach out to me, you know, want, I can help you with your pictures. And I'm like, I don't think you get it. Like, I don't care. Oh, but you would get more sales. You would have, I'm like, I don't think you get it. Like me just being me and not like, not believing that I have to have all those things in order to be successful is what has created my success. And this is what I help my clients step into as well is the things that you think are what is propelling you forward are often the very things that are holding you back. Yes. And just to go back to whoever told you that they could help you polish up your brain. I mean, that would be so off brand for you. (laughs) Correct. Right. Like there's no going back. 
it, there's just no going back. Yeah. You know, sometimes, and I like to say, we get to work the range, right? You get to have moments where you feel like really put together and polished. And there's a time and a place for that, right? If I'm going to step out on stage and talk in front of an audience, as for you, same thing, you're probably not going to show up in your sweatpants. No, not even at all. I'm not, even I'm not going to show up in my sweatpants, yeah. but there's a difference between making sure that I'm put together professional, feeling good in my skin, feeling good in my clothes versus me spending an hour. I'm still brushing my hair after an hour. Like that means I'm, I'm in my perfectionism and it's really about me not wanting to feel that nervousness, feel that, you know, that maybe the voices that are coming up in me that want me to believe that I'm not good enough, because that's really what perfection comes down to is that belief that we're not good enough. hundred percent that I'm not good enough. And then we get nervous and then we second guess what we're going to say. And then we fumble over those words. And now we have evidence that we're not perfect. And I should have like prepped a little bit more versus let me just like, oh yeah. Like, so what I said something like one of the things I'm known for is I'll be trying to say two different things at the same time. And I think, you know, like, and sometimes I make up words (laughs) and they sound good, but that's now part of my imperfect me that I know that my audience just falls in love with. Right. And I think what's more important here is that you've learned to really fall in love with yourself. Yes. And all those imperfectly perfect parts of you that make you uniquely you. Um, Because, you know, I remember when we started working together, you're quite hard on yourself. Yeah. Now I notice it. Right. So how has that changed for you? And what has that changed for you being able to notice when you're being hard on yourself? Um, geez, like where, where, where do I begin with that? It feels like I was on one side of a door. This is like me being hard on myself, you know, and I didn't know how to even open up the, open the door to walk through where I would be like free. And like, I find myself now like on the other side of that door. And it's almost like I look behind and like, wow, I walked through that door. Like it just happened so gradually and just so naturally too. Whereas now when I hear the the negative self-talk, it's just like, I like, it's literally like I sit up a little straighter and it's like, Lorianne, is that true? What does that mean? Oh, okay. There it is again. Okay. Aren't you cute showing up again? Now let me go do the hard thing or let me go do whatever it is that uh, like I need to do maybe, and, and sometimes maybe it's just change your perspective on something. Mm-hmm. So where were you when we started together? What were the biggest things that were holding you back in your life, in your business? Because I was trying to be perfect. I wasn't getting anywhere in my business because I was just, I was scared. Yeah. And here I was like, I mean, like I'd been on stages before but I was literally scared that, and I think it was because I felt this need like, oh, if I do a Facebook live, it has to be like the perfect message, like the life-changing message (laughs) has to happen today. You know, if I, if I write a post, it has to be like the post that people gravitate to. And I know I'm getting dramatic about it, but it is, it's kind of funny. The one that they gravitate to and people just like sign on for like sign on for calls because they just have to talk to me today. And instead, 
you know, like things have just changed because I don't put that pressure on myself. Like, oh, it's just a post. It's just a live. It's just a podcast in a collection of so many, you know, instead of relying on this one to be the golden nugget. Yeah. It's a whole package. Yeah. You were literally trying to walk up to the plate and hit a home run and have the perfect swing every single time. And in putting that expectation on yourself, it ended up looping you into this pattern of procrastination. I mean, I've never met somebody who would pick laundry over writing content, but that was you. You're like, I'd rather just go do the laundry or vacuum. Laundry and vacuum, those are my those are my procrastination signs. And but what's funny about it now is because now I realize it. So if I want, if I if I have that inclination to like, oh, I'm sure there's a pair of socks to wash, it's like, all right, what are you do, what are you doing? Right. What are you okay? Doing? Let's just do this thing anyways. And I I literally now, because of our work together. Like I lay in bed and I'm just like, what am I proud of myself for today? And sometimes it's like, I did something hard, something that was confusing, but I did it anyway. Like I literally plugged through it. Whereas before I would have done laundry. I would have like mopped floors, vacuumed floors, anything to prevent me from doing what I had to do because I just wanted to look busy. That was the thing. You were in real patterns of avoidance, beating yourself up, you know, creating busy work because it was really grounded for you in a place of, you know, not feeling like you were worthy and deserving of having everything you wanted, right? Mm -hmm. So you just continually run these patterns. Whereas now, you know, that exercise, I remember giving that to you and saying, you know, I want you to look for three things every single day that you can feel proud of yourself for. And it was rewiring your brain so that you, you could learn that you could do hard stuff with mm-hmm. as much ease as possible, that you didn't have to make things complicated, but that you could literally put your, your butt in the chair and trust yourself to go from point A to point B. And there was such, um, you know, you had such a lack of trust in your ability to do the things that you needed to do, even though. I knew you were more than capable of doing these things. It's just, you'd been in this pattern for so long, you had lost that ability to trust yourself. Yeah, it was definitely, I'd been in that pattern for a very long time. It was, it was home. It It was, it had become home for me. Yeah. So a lot has changed for you. The other thing that I wanted you to share a little bit about, and I've talked to, you know, I've talked on the podcast about this in regards to myself is our Disney princess story. Oh yeah. And how that was, how that was impacting you and what it meant for you when you discovered this. I didn't even know that I was wearing that Disney princess dress and it was my uniform. Mm. No, it was just a natural part of my living and my life. And I think there just came a time where I was just like, Oh my God. Like I actually, I actually am waiting for someone, the something, like something's going to save me, you know, without me actually having to do the work. I, I mean, I recorded a podcast where I was like, I mean, I felt like I had like this vulnerability hangover, but it was, it's titled, 
you know, Amazon's not going to like, you can't Amazon prime your transformation. You know, it doesn't show up in two days or less. Like you actually have to do the work. So when, you know, like now I can like look back on, on my life and how I depend, how I thought, like when somebody said, like, here's a good example. When somebody said like, Hey, I'll help you with X, Y, Z. And I just thought that's it. Like, this is going to make me this is going to be like the thing. But again, I was like expecting like, they're going to make me. Yeah. Like, so there was part that I think that's when my Disney princess dress was starting to just get sewn together. Right. And in trying to release it, you know, both the, like, I trust myself. I can do hard things. I'm proud of myself. You know, I don't procrastinate like as much and, I just see myself like moving forward. And it's funny how like, and you talk a lot about doing less with excellence. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, like that's all I have to do today. It's freeing, isn't it? It's very freeing. When we get out of the busy work and we get really intentional about what we need to take responsibility for, that's when things start to move in our lives. But it's so easy to get distracted and in that busy work that isn't really doing anything for us. Because for many people, there's this underlying story, as much as they don't want to admit it, that they wish and hope somebody would just come and save them. Yeah. So they don't want anybody to know that they want that. In fact, they struggle to even admit it to themselves. I know I struggled. I know you struggled as well to admit that to yourself that, oh God, I don't want to be responsible for all of this. Like I want, like, can't somebody just do it for me or can't this thing happen? And then I don't have to deal with it, which is never going to be the case. Right. Right. It's never, yeah, it's, it's just never the case. <laughs> and it's funny to look back on it. Like whoever wrote that Cinderella book <laughs> or, or shame on mom and dad for reading it. <laughs> Now, I think I think Disney princesses have come a long way. They're a lot more empowered these days, although they're almost swinging a little bit too wide, right? Like we have to understand, and I talk about this, it's there's nothing wrong with wanting to be loved and supported. And we can also take responsibility for what it means to love and support ourselves. Okay, so being a Disney princess is looking for somebody else to save you. It's almost kind of being in that like victimhood, blaming all your circumstances instead of looking at, okay, well, what do I need to, again, be responsible for? And now where I see with some of these Disney princesses, they're like, nope, I don't need your help. Nope. I got this. Like, no, I'm a strong, independent woman. And I'm here for that. Right. I want more women to step into their power, but we have to be very careful that we're not stepping so far into our masculine energy that now we're discounting that part of us that also needs love and nurturing and has intuition and can care for and be cared for. But there's a very big difference between being wanting to be saved versus wanting to be cared for, right? Like I like to say, we can, we can have needs without being needy. Yes. And without being able to ask for help, you're not receiving, I mean, which is, can be just such a beautiful form of self-care. Absolutely. Which is another thing that you know, you really stepped into that I <laughs> poked you about, about Marianne, where can you ask for help? Where can you reach out to the people that you already know and allow yourself to be supported? Because for a lot of, for a lot of us, it's like, we feel like if we can't do it on our own, then it doesn't count as much. Right. Right. 
And it's the complete opposite. It's like, why? Like, I want other women to be supporting other women. I want just business owners to be supporting business owners. You know, we can't all do things alone. I mean, that's what referrals are for. That's a form of, that's a form of help. Exactly. And so often we don't ask for those, Mm -hmm. yet they're one of the easiest ways that we can generate business. And because I've, you know, taken off that perfectionism, you know, mask and I've, you know, burned the princess dress. Like I, it's easy for me now to like, to write lists of people who, you know, like, Hey, like they would be a great person to promote my next pro my next program, or even to like, they've got a great audience that I should be speaking in front of. It's like, it's nothing now. Whereas once upon a time, that idea, oh my God, I would never ask for help. There was also a holdback on your part as well around stepping into your leadership and owning your expertise, which is something I often see many of us struggle with, right? Who am I to call myself a leader in this area? Who am I to call myself an expert? And I still remember, you know, when you did a presentation and a lot of the ladies, because you're also in a, a group that I host, were like, wow, you're like a boss, you totally know what you're talking about. I had no idea because you weren't allowing yourself to really like, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is like, this is, I'm excellent at this. This is my jam. And uh, so to see you really step into that and take ownership of, of who you're here to help and how you help them has been phenomenal. Yeah. And it's also been very freeing for me too. Right. Instead of trying to be perfect Lorianne to everybody. I'm just the perfect Lord, like the perfect version of me that helps the right person. Exactly. And we can have, you know, we can stand in our leadership and we can stand in our expertise and we can still be humans who have feelings and insecurities and doubts. Like I think we believe that if we're going to stand in our leadership or our expertise, that we have to have this like perfect image all around the board, or we don't get to have that, right? So if we can't have it all around the board, we don't get it at all, which is not the case. Like you can be a leader, you can be excellent at something, and you can still have areas of your life where you're like, oh, a little bit shaky over here. Yeah. Like everything doesn't have to be perfect anymore. No. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine that. And, you know, like now when I, when I speak, I mean, like the audience feels a different version of me, you know, and that's something that, you know, like when I work with my clients, like I want that audience to like, to feel their story in their heart, right? you know, not just hear it through their ears. And that only comes with like being okay to be who you are, taking off your feeling like that myth of like, if I'm a speaker, I have to be this perfect, polished, well-spoken, you know, no ums and ahs like on the stage. And it's like, no, I, now I'm saying that there's only room on the stage for either you, the speaker or the perfect you. It can't, like, it can't be both. So pick which one. People feel our energy, you know, obviously my brand is, is completely built around you know, letting go of perfectionism. But I mean, like I said, in the beginning, if, if I had tried to make this podcast perfect or have the perfect content, nothing would ever get done. Nothing would ever get done. And I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've, 
hit record on a podcast and then, you know, sent it out into the universe thinking like, I don't know, I don't even know if that made sense. And that'll be the podcast episode that somebody's like, oh my God, you changed my life. You know, like it's just funny for me. So I've just learned like, open your mouth, Lisa, and start speaking. Don't worry about if you go in circles here or you lose your train of thought because that legit happens in your late forties as a woman, I will be talking about something and I'll be like, Oh my God, somebody just wiped the whiteboard clean. Where have my words gone? And I just had to laugh at myself and be, be okay with it. But it's so much more important for me that I just get out there and speak and share what I have to share because I can't help anybody if I'm not doing that. And that's what I've been put on this planet to do. And that's what you're supporting women really stepping into as well with their speaking. It helps them step right into um, their story, their voice, really owning their voice. And what are they here, you know, like to do and what, who are the people that they're supposed to be sharing their stories and solutions with so that they sort of make their mark. And it's absolutely what that audience or like whatever that audience is, whether it's a podcast audience, whether it's a a Zoom or an in-person audience, it's just, it's exactly what that person needed to hear that day. That's right. And I think after the, you know, couple of years we have had, and God knows what's coming in this next year, we're recording this just before 2022, we need people's stories. You know, we're really looking for, you and I've had conversations about this. I believe people are looking for deeper connections beyond just the like, you know, Instagram selfie or whatever. We want to hear about people's lives. We want to hear what people have been struggling with and how they've overcome it. We want to, we want to connect with real humans, but that means that more of us need to, to step up and speak out about the things that have happened in our lives and, and tell our stories. And I think we're, you become a role model for others. It almost gives them permission to, oh, I can be imperfect. Like, look at what she's sharing. Like, listen to her story today. I have something similar to that. I think it just gives people permission to take up space. Yeah. Their story, because it's, it's like the people that there's a ripple effect, like somebody says something and it's like, and you're going to go off and like share your, your story, your message, because you dared to take a, take up space. And who are you going to impact? You just, and you never know. You never know. And one of the things I've had to learn, and I'm sure you talk to your clients about this as well, is I have learned to not be attached to the outcome of anything you know, not be attached to the, my podcast, whether I get feedback on it or not, if I'm standing on stage, whether I get feedback or not, because I had my ass handed to me once upon a time, that's how I learned this lesson. And, you know, I think about all the people in my life who've impacted me from speakers to authors, to, you know, coaches that I've listened to, to podcasts that I've listened to. And more often than not, I don't reach out and tell those people that they've impacted me, but they have. Mm-hmm. And I also have reached out to people to tell them that they've impacted me because, you know, now being on the other end of the stick, it is nice to, you know, when somebody takes that time, I'm always very appreciative and grateful because I know what that means, but I've come to know that I impact a lot of people and I will never know how I've impacted them. And it's not my job or my responsibility to know my job is to continue to show up, have a voice, share my stories, support my clients in sharing their stories so that we can have a positive impact 
in this world. Yes. Yes. And yes to all of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing, which is why I'm in the seat too. Well, I'm, I'm unemployable, really. This is all I can do now. <laughs> I'm, completely, I'm completely unemployable now. We both are. Yes. Right. I'm like, I don't even think I could be a Starbucks barista at this point in time. I'm completely like, I could not work for anybody again, but I can't, I honestly can't imagine doing anything different. So I would love for you to talk about how you're going to be working with clients in the new year, what they can expect for you now that you've really gotten rid of all the BS stuff and are really standing in your power and taking ownership of, of what you're here to do and how you're here to support people. So I am going to be working privately with a select group of people, both as private clients to actually, like I walk them through, like, how do you find the perfect audience, right? The, what I call a three C's presentation, which is compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting. Mm. And then I teach them like, how do you, how do you get booked and look like a pro right from, right from the get-go. And I'm also going to be running a program to write your signature speech. One of the things that I see so many people do is that they're waiting till they get booked to write the speech. And that right there is a broken strategy. It's like, get ready to be ready, yeah. right? Let's write the speech so that you're ready. I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten the phone call. It says like our guest speaker um, can't make it. Somebody called in sick, traffic, weather, like what, whatever it is, can you fill in? And it's only in having that presentation that you can say yes and fill in and, you know, like basically save the day. So I'm actually going to be walking people through this, my unique process to have that compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting presentation so that you draw your audience in so that you share what you have to share so that you know exactly when to have your Q and a, how you craft your story, your honest story. Like let's strip down some layers and so that the real you stands up in front of people. I think this is really important because there is an art to storytelling because so that you don't lose your audience, whether it's on zoom or whether you're standing on a stage, there isn't, there's a, an art to doing this. And what I love about this as well is that people are going to be able to then take what they learned and then craft a million different speeches because we all have more than one story, right? So you don't have to put, I think, and I think a lot of speakers get into this. I knew I used to, I was like, I put all the stories. Yes. This one speech and then fire hose the audience. <laughs> and then they do nothing. And then they do nothing because it's yeah. too much. And learning, even in, in, in speaking, it's the same. It's doing less, giving people less because they'll walk away with more as yes. opposed to feeling like you have to tell them everything about you. You don't. Yes. Please don't, don't, don't tell the audience everything. And I do consider like speaking is like verbal art. It's how you craft everything. And I like to, and my private clients know this, that we start with a goal. Like, what is your goal for the speech? And that's where we start writing from. That's amazing. So talk a little bit about speaking as, you know, for anybody who's listening, who is running their own business, or they're wanting to start their own business, or they want to start speaking. How does speaking play a role in business growth? Because I know I can give you my interpretation, but I want to hear yours. Well, speaking positions you as the expert in the room and clients hire experts. 
So I believe that speaking is your best form of marketing. It's also, it's the fastest way to grow your business. I mean, you get known, you have a pre-qualified audience. It's not like putting a post or doing a live like on Facebook where you don't know who's going to be watching. You don't know who's commenting, if anybody. You know, you're at the mercy of the algorithm, which is almost like the, the unfriendly landlord. Whereas when you're speaking, you know, you, the people who said yes to being in that audience are paying in time, are paying in dollars, they're paying something to be there, but they said yes, because they wanted to hear you speak on whatever your topic is. So you have a pre-qualified audience and people who are genuinely interested in what you have to say. So you are the instant authority. You build that no like, and trust instantly with your stories, your energy, and who you are, and the solutions that you're going to that you're going to offer them. So of course, people want to take you home. Right. And this is exactly why, well, I started the podcast for a variety of reasons. One, I just wanted a platform that wasn't cutting me off at a minute, because I always have lots to say. But I don't take it lightly that week after week, people choose to put me in their earbuds and take me on their walk or do the dishes with me in their ears or whatever it is that they're doing, like that's not lost on me, right? That whoever is tuned in, if you're listening right now, it's, I have you all to myself. You have me all to yourself for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And that's powerful. Also, you know, I've had the opportunity to speak in other people's programs, whether, you know, it's always in a coaching capacity for me. It's never really a um, formal keynote. I've done that as well. But it's such a great way for people to get introduced to me as opposed to going out and just growing my own audience. And this is how, like, this isn't new. This is how business has been done for years and years and years, referral-based. It just might look different now because it's on the interwebs, but having the opportunity to work with other people's audiences and get in front of other people, even if you connect with one human, like that's always my goal is if there's just one human here that I can connect with that resonates with me, that's one more person in my community then. That's powerful. And this is literally how I have grown my business by using my voice. Using your voice. That's mm-hmm. it. So where can people find you, Lorianne? Where can they find out about your programs and how to potentially work with you, follow along? I know you have a podcast as well. So give us all the details. My podcast is Be In Demand with Lorianne. You can find me also over on Instagram. And my website is speakandstandout.com. And from there, you'll also see all the different programs. I would jump on my email list, find an opt-in, or just send me a DM over on Instagram, and I'll add you to the list because that is where you will hear about all the new juicy programs that are starting, and you will be the first to know. That's amazing. I'm really excited for you and this program, it's been just, I mean, you know, you're one of my favorite people. I say that to all my clients because I just have the best clients. I really do. I get, to, you know, you've met, I bring all my clients together. They've all met each other. They're all phenomenal humans. So I am, it's just been such, it's just been so awesome watching you grow and watching you let go of these things that have been getting in your way and really step into your authority. Now I'm so excited for what's going to come to fruition for you in 2022, as you really uh, take ownership of how you're going to be supporting people. 
and just watching you personally grow as a human, because that's what creates business expansion. It's not really the business strategies or the tactics there. It's part of it. Like we still have to go do the hard things, but it's, it's how you're showing up for yourself differently and letting go of the behaviors that weren't serving you. And your Disney princess was cute, but I'm glad that she's, we took her out behind the barn with my Disney princess. We've laid them to rest. (laughs) We've earned them. Yes. Thank you for being on my journey too. I just, so much has changed. There's such a big difference from being a Disney princess versus Mm -hmm. stepping into being a queen. Yes. Right. And and that's really what I've watched you step Mm -hmm. into is really loving yourself, trusting yourself, showing up as a leader, being the damn queen you are. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. I know that your story is going to help somebody who's listening because that's how it works. That's right. That's how it works. So make sure you check out Lorianne's podcast, Be In Demand. Uh, Make sure you connect with her on Instagram. I will put all the links in the show notes so you can find her. And if you're interested in hearing about her programs, that will be out in 2022. Make sure you send her a DM or get over to her website and um, make sure you connect with her. So thanks again, Lorianne. I appreciate you. Thank you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that total soul-wrenching certainty that something in your life needed to change? Listen up. You can be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out that they are high achievers for them to even see this for themselves. Most of my clients have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set a bar for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching it, they simply raise the bar. It's the never-ending cycle that perpetuates the story that they're not there yet. More often than not, they genuinely believe they haven't done enough. You probably love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, know what it means to embrace the hustle, and working your ass off might be your status quo. What the women who are part of my community come to realize is that no amount of doing is going to give you the feeling of fulfillment you're looking for. What makes this realization more painful is feeling the impact your choices are having on your physical and emotional well-being. The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you appear to someone looking at you from the outside. You might feel burnt out because you struggle with boundaries that support you feeling good. Maybe you have a gorgeous, healthy family, but don't feel like you're really connected to your kids. Maybe you're slowly starting to realize that you're overly dependent on that glass of wine to unwind, catch yourself mindlessly eating or worse yet forgetting to eat coffee has become a staple and hours can disappear as you scroll social media mindlessly you're probably burning the candle at both ends because when everyone else goes to bed you stay up late just to have you time basically you're starting to realize you're numbing your way through life and that you are the last thing on your list of priorities 
no matter what you've accomplished, there's something deep down in your soul that is screaming out for more. And you won't be satisfied until you can figure out what that is. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guess you've already taken the first steps in recognizing the transformation you're seeking isn't going to be found in doing more, but in discovering why you're so addicted to your doing in the first place. You're probably also realizing that if you don't start to make caring for your emotional and physical well-being a priority, things are only going to get worse. Lasting transformation doesn't happen overnight, and it often doesn't happen without support. They're called blind windows for a reason. I've made it my personal mission in life to support women trying to create extraordinary lives of their own choosing. That's why, in addition to this podcast, I send out powerful emails to help you navigate life as an ambitious, driven, high-achieving woman so that you can make positive changes you need to thrive in your life. Join me for this journey towards what it looks like to love what you do, but love yourself more by signing up for my email list. You'll get first access to resources I've created to support you. Plus, I'll let you know about new podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, and more. Head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash sign up today and join my network of empowered, inspiring, ambitious women. This is your next step in choosing to make you a priority. Thank you so much for listening to the Full Frontal Living Podcast.